With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Real Guys Talk, Real Sports, RSG, Renegade Radio, in the house, one more game for you. Welcome. I'm your host, Marcus the Game Change, and one-third of the illustrious three-man booth. Before I introduce my comrades in Sports Talk Radio, first let me say, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate your patronage. Now, without any further ado, allow me to introduce the illustrious three-man booth, to my right, I got my man, D. Wills. Holler at the people. Feeling good, man. A little cold back here in the Midwest, but uh, I'm loving it. Uh, back in the game, ready to go. 
you know, like like the NBA. I feel like I'm feel like I I I, I find my way back down to low post now. The NBA is here. I'm waiting for you to feed me. Uh, I'm about to fall out of bounds and yell at one. Yes, yes, and if you heard that man right, it is now officially basketball season. Yes. <laughs> the league is back. My man D. Wills, you were in the VI, Virgin Islands. What was going on? What had you away, man? Which, you know, like that, but you know, I'm curious. Yeah, we, you know, we, it was uh, their uh, second annual international. It's a colloquium, not a colloquium. Colloquium on black males in education. We actually had uh, uh, several uh, conversations around initiatives happening at Wisconsin and uh, uh, UT Texas uh, around uh, student athletes and doing work beyond the game. Um, some of the world-class scholars, work they've been doing with student-athletes, uh, as well as uh, other conversations about what's happening with uh, the black male educational pipeline. So we had a representative for the White House, and it was, you know, felt like I was there. I was doing a keynote. Felt like I was, uh, you know, feeling good, feeling good, you know, uh, you know, long ways from 2080, uh, Ann Ira, so feeling good about it. So uh, trying to play my part, do what I can, uh, to uh, enhance educational opportunities. Yes, sir, yes, sir. That's all. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Round of applause, round of applause. Platform, platform. <laughs> Every day is Todd's born. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Hmm. As, as Drake said, I'm just as famous as my mentor, but that's still the boss. Don't get sent for. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me bring in, let me bring in my man to, to to add the third corner to the triangle offense, running at the high, running the high post. You know, I got my man, one hundred grand, Field T Sports PhD. What's happening, Captain? I'm on one for a little bit, fellas. Tom Brady, three of the last four weeks, he has totaled 17 points for me in fantasy football. I'm thinking about doing something that I never thought would ever happen, ever, ever happen. In our league, the three of us are in, I think I'm going to start Jake Locker over Tom Brady this week. I I got a couple more days to get used to it, but but it's uh, I'm just trying to process that. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, if, Whoa. you know, if you're driving and listening to that or you're in a treadmill listening to the Cannot podcast, play with him. Like, Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. <laughs> it sounds crazy. Look at his stats. I mean, he got me seven points last week, week before five. I mean, it's it's bad, man. I want winners. Hey, I dig it. You know, this is a, this has been an interesting fantasy football season, to say the least. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say is that, you know, it's almost time to throw some dirt on a running back position because, I mean, <laughs> yikes, man, yikes. <laughs> if you took a running back in the first round of your draft right now, you are probably mad. <laughs> you are probably mad. I, I don't care who it is. I don't care what back you took. They are not producing at the level you thought they would be in your first round pick. I don't care who it is. I really, I no, don't care we who it is. No, when we were growing up, 
when we were growing up, you know, in high school or rocket football or junior high, you always ask, all right, so who y'all running back? That's you right. Know, yep. You get to yep. high school, sometimes you ask about the quarterback, but still, it's like, who, okay, who's the running back? I wonder if there's been a shift to quarterback and receivers now, even at, like, say, the high school level. I would remember yes. Yes. I would say yes. Um, I mean, just off the top of your head, I bet you could name five college quarterbacks who are on your radar as far as being good pros. Give me three college running backs right now. Can't do it. I can give you I can give you quarterback Bridgewater, Manziel, Mariota, Hunley, um, McCarron. I can give you quarterbacks like that. Guys who will be, I think, decent pros. Running backs, I, I, I couldn't give you a one. <laughs> you know, I like the cat from Miami from the Hurricanes, Duke Johnson. I like him. Um, other than that, I, I'm struggling. You know, D'Anthony uh, Thomas from Oregon is supposed to be a running back. He weighed what, a buck 76? I weighed that my senior year of high school. <laughs> you talking about going to the league? <laughs> you talking about the NFL? As Tupac once said, how do you survive weighing 165? Mm. <laughs> so I, I think you're right. I think you're on to something right there, man. It's definitely a different ball game. Um, and I think when you look at the high school levels, you know, if you're 6'4 six, six, or 6'5, six, you're either playing quarterback or receiver. And even if you're 5'10, you're trying to get in that slot, you know. The yeah. slot receiver has become a starting position in the, in the league. You know, it's not – uh, the backup is not your, your the guy who couldn't start at flanker or wideout. You know, this is really now a, a position, and you have to have three guys if you want to be successful. Um, it's just the way of the world, man. It's just the way of the world. I will say this: um, it, it, I will be drafting different next year. <laughs> yeah, you know, I went to. I've learned my I lesson. Went, I went to Sports Illustrated. About five or six years ago, they had the top 25 high school rivalries in the country, and on that list was St. Ed's, St. Edwards, and St. Ignatius in Cleveland. And I went to that game, and um, it's amazing. They both threw the ball probably 25, well, no, probably 30, 35 times during the game, and it was very windy, so it felt like they were kind of running the ball more than what they normally would have. And, I mean, these kids are probably completing 50, 55, 60% of their passes. Man, if you had a guy completing 50, like 50 to 60% of their passes in high school 20 years ago, they were all staters. I mean, you just didn't see it, you know, unless they were passing the ball five times a game in the, in the wishbone. So these kids, they're a lot more efficient. And in some ways, these receivers are getting a lot more run than the, than the running backs. Yeah, it, it, the game has changed. You know, uh, we had a local high school kid here in, here in Wisconsin, which, again, you think about Wisconsin, you think big offensive linemen and running backs. We had a local area kid almost throw for 600 yards in the game. Um, wow. And it, it was the longest game I've ever been. I mean, halfway through, the game started <laughs> at 730. Halfway through the third quarter, both teams are airing it out. So halfway through the third quarter, I'm sitting next to someone, he asked me, what time is it? I say 1030. <laughs> Wow. And they're like, we got, we still got a whole quarter left, and it's 1030 wow. at night, you know. So the game has definitely changed. It has evolved, um, and, and, and it is. You know, the quarterback is the primary position now, and 
you know, if you don't have an all-star quarterback, it really – if you don't have a high-level high level, uh, play at the quarterback position, you, you're in for a long haul. You know, ask Jacksonville, ask, you know, Cleveland, ask, you know, any of those teams that are struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> so we don't hey. jump in. We're going to jump into the portion of the show we call the intro to let them know. This is the way we give you a quick rundown of all the things we have in store for you. Uh, I'm going to drop a beat as I do this so that we can keep it live. Intro to let you, let you know going on like this. All right, so tonight's show, we got Bucky Editorial. I will give you. We're going to continue with our list. You know, on the show, we do great lists. So we're going to continue with our list and give you the game changers. Number five, two, three, best college football jobs in the country right today. So we're going to drop you with that. Then we're going to hit you with the NFL Week 8 recap. We give you our new intel, impressive performer. And then hit you with another round of six of the same of this week. So we take six games, four NFL, two college. I'll update the standing, show you where we are on, our, on the season as far as our fits. Uh, we pretty tight, though. Then we're going to hit you off with five on the black-hand side. Open the night in the league of extraordinary gentlemen, also known as the National Basketball Association. So we're going to hit you off with a five on the black side, NBA Open the Night Edition, but we're going to run through five different topics surrounding the NBA. We're going to hit you off with that, and then hit you with the Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Resistance Digital is a sponsor of the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com. They keep, us, they keep the lights on around here. You know, Suge and Larry hold us down. Larry's kind of like, Suge, uh, D. Wills is kind of like Baby. Uh, Larry's kind of like Slim. You know, Baby got albums. <laughs> baby be on the hook. Baby be on the tracks. Slim, he just be in the video. <laughs> Slim might just show up in the background with video with champagne glass, you know, from time to time. You know, getting our cash money on. You know, Slim don't really like to get on the mic too much. Baby, he's finished. He, he likes to get on the mic, jump on somebody's track every now and then. That's, that's D. Will. That's his role. Larry kind of plays slim in the background. But make sure you hit him up at resistancedigital.com. They will get you hooked up. My man, LR, get you all set with all your digital needs at a very affordable price. Uh, get your tech game right. You know how he do. He's going to hook you up. So make sure you check him out, Resistance Digital. And they keep the lights on around here. So if you like what we do, support them. You're supporting us. All right? So let's jump right into it, fellas. Week 8. Oh, I'm sorry. Not week 8. We're going to go into the funky editorial. So let me hit you off with that real, 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 real quick. Let's go. Fellas, the one thing we need to say. Shall we say it, y'all? Melvin, Jimmy, Coleman, Ryan, say it. Everybody want to get funky one more time. So, last time we were with you, uh, and, and, and I want to just take a moment and, and say uh, shout-out to my homeboy, Justin Page. Last week we did the NBA preview. We didn't have the regular show, mm-hmm. and Justin rocked out. Justin, Justin yes. brought it. We had a great time. He and I had a blast. Um, we chopped it up, talking the league. It was a good time. So if you haven't downloaded that, make sure you go get that NBA preview. You will know everything you need to know about the upcoming season, so make sure you check that out. Now, the week before that, when we when the the the, uh, the triangle was was back together, when the three man booth, the illustrious three man booth, was in full effect, we went through 
and we started to go through our top seven college football jobs. Now, we each gave you guys our uh, seven through five. So we gave we did all that in one show. Now we're going to take, as we get towards the top, we're going to take a week, and each of us is going to take a week and just highlight our top three or uh, our, our, our next three gigs going up to our top five. All right? So at, at, number, at number, I'm sorry, my number four, I got four through two. So my number four job, I have the University of Florida. Now the criteria I used to select, we consider, I considered fan base, I considered program history and tradition, recruiting, uh, being close to and tied to and having uh, your, your, your mitt in high and fertile recruiting ground, um, brand, coaching, all of those things kind of at conference, all those things kind of came into play. And I have the Florida Gators. Now, the reason I have Florida Gators, the Florida Gators at number four is for one simple reason. The entire athletic department there has always been kind of one step ahead. You know, uh, Foley, has always done a great job of giving his coaches the resources they need to be successful, and he understands what he's doing and how important that program is to the institution as a whole. With that said, the thing that I think has Florida at four, instead of being a little bit higher on my list, is the conference that they play in. You know, Florida gets hot for about a three- or four-year run, and then they fade back to the middle of the pack, in the SEC, and then they resurge. and then it, So it's really hard, and I think that's just the nature of the SEC in general, it's really hard to maintain a consistent level of success. They're going to be good. Will they be national championship good? Who knows? You know, so that's the one thing about Florida is that the success has fluctuated. One thing I will say is that the fans roll with it, though. It's not like in some places where when the success goes away and they're not winning at the level they were before, and everybody's up in arms, everybody's mad, everybody's upset, they want the coach fired. Floridians, the, the Gator fans seem to, seem to be pretty reasonable. Um, they seem to have a good eye for football. They seem to be very knowledgeable, and they know when they got it and when they don't. You rarely hear for guys' heads uh, at the University of Florida for people wanting to coach ousted, unless it's somebody who's really bad, um, and unless there's a, a sustained run of mediocrity. But they'll give you some leeway for a couple of years where you're 9-4. and four. Um, a couple years where you're, you know, ten and three, and you're not in the national championship picture. So that's one of the, that. That's a leg up. And then they got brand recognition. Um, I would say right now they're probably the biggest brand in the state of Florida. Florida State is coming up real quick. Florida State is coming up on them real quick. But when you talk about the the three headed monster in the state of Florida with Florida State, the U, University of Miami, and then Florida, I would say right now. Florida probably is the brand that resonates most with young people, but I think Florida State is closing that gap uh, at light speed. So that's where I have Florida at number four. At number three, I have the Ohio State University. Um, now, Ohio State is, to me, a great gig. Um, you're in Big Ten country. You have ties to Florida. You have ties to Texas. You have brand recognition in both of those states. You also have Ohio and Michigan, which you can plug from, you can get cats out of Pennsylvania. It's it has a nice it's, it's situated nicely to kind of get the best of the both worlds. You can get the husky Midwest kids, you know what I'm saying. You can get them husky Midwest boys to to run to play on your line and find those husky linebackers. But then you get that speed out of the out of SEC country in Florida, and then you get that Texas speed, and so you have that mixture. 
you know, where it all comes together in a, in a nice in a nice bowl of gumbo in Ohio State as far as the on-field on, on product. You have a lot of tradition. Um, there are certain schools that you know for specific positions. You know, wide receiver at Ohio State has historically been one of those positions where you know Ohio State's always going to have a dude at the receiver position. So they have a strong brand. And for me, what has Ohio State this high for me as a job right now, and it's bearing fruit right now for Urban Meyer, they're on a 20-game win streak, is the conference that they're in. Um, the Big Ten is probably the most volatile major conference, in my opinion. Um, some years it's, it's a dogfight in the Big Ten. Some years it's four or five teams that are top-tier programs. And then some years you struggle to find two. And that's a wide range of variance. You know, I think that I think that's the most variance you'll see of any of the top top conferences. But the one constant is Ohio State's always in the mix. Ohio State is always one of those one or two teams, whether it's a good year in the Big Ten or a bad year in the Big Ten. Ohio State's always in the mix. Ohio State also, I think, has a pretty easy path to getting to a conference title. And I think they are set up to really run the Big Ten for a long time. And that's going to give them opportunity after opportunity to play for a national championship. And we saw this kind of play out in the early 2000s where it seemed like every other year Ohio State was in the mix for a national title um, within a national championship conversation. Um, the one thing that I think is a bit of a drawback is the fan base at Ohio. Um, they, they, they're rabbits. They're rabbits and sometimes a little irrational. Um, you know, but one thing I will say is they prioritize winning above all. Here's a question that you've got to ask yourself when you think about Ohio State. When was the last time you heard anybody talk about Jim Trestle? They don't speak of him. Why? Because they win it. <laughs> he's an afterthought. We still win it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jim, Jim, Jim who? That's what? Sweater vest, huh? You know what I'm saying? So he's not even on their radar anymore. You know, whereas in most programs, you lose a guy like Jim Trestle, his name going to ring out in the streets like Avon Barksdale's for the next three or four years. <laughs> Love it. You know what I'm saying? His name's still going to ring out. <laughs> but that's not the case at Ohio State. They move on very quickly as long as they're winning. You know, they have selective. They have a very selective memory. If you win, you know, you all is forgotten. Anything that happened before that is whatever. But, you know, to follow it, most guys will be afraid to follow a guy like Jim Trestle who won as much as he did. Urban Meyer has done it, hasn't missed a beat. And, again, you don't hear people talking about Trestle at all uh, coming out of the Ohio State University. My number two, and this, is, this, this one I might catch some flack on, but I'm going to explain myself. The Oregon Ducks. The University of Oregon Ducks I have as a number two college program. And for me, there are a lot of things I play here. You have a style, you have a system that is tied to your brand. You have an environment, Outson, you know, the great Northwest, loudest, one of the loudest venues in college football tied to your brand. You have roots now. They've dug some deep roots in California, being able to get some kids out of L.A., um, being able to get some kids in the state of California, bringing them up the coast a little bit, getting them away from home. You know, some kids want to be away but don't want to be too far. Oregon provides that for them. And then you have the support and the infrastructure that really bolsters and reinforces the brand that you have built. And they have a brand that resonates with kids. 
I work in a middle school, and I talk to kids all the time who want to be athletes. And one of the main names that jumps out of, off their tongue when we talk about where you want to go for school, Oregon. I want to go to Oregon. We got kids in Wisconsin talking about they want to go to the University of Oregon. Wow. Literally identify the jerseys, the helmets. You know, just that's what resonates with kids. Whether I like it or not as a 30-year-old, you know, an 18-year-old likes that, likes the chrome helmet with the chrome, with, you know, with the chrome wings. They like that. They like the 75 jersey combinations. They want that. You know what I mean? That, that, that feels good to them. And so, you know, that brand recognition is really important because, again, more importantly than sometimes in the products you put on the field is do kids know you? I mean, I'd, I'd imagine those kids don't even know that the colors at Oregon are green and yellow. They know the day glow, highlighter yellow, and silver as Oregon's colors. You know, but the actual school colors are green and yellow. <laughs> but the kids don't identify that. They they have a different brand identification, and Nike is at the forefront of that. And they have all those resources at their disposal. So that's my next three. I got Florida, Ohio State, and Oregon. Have at me. Let the dogs out. Could you summarize it one more time, please? I have Florida, Ohio State, and Oregon. So Florida's at four, Ohio State's at three, Oregon's at two. I don't have a problem with your list. Um, I actually like it. I really do. I do have a problem with your use of the word husky. Um, growing up, <laughs> <laughs> growing up, I was uh, not a skinny child or a fat child, but I often found myself in the husky aisle. Um, <laughs> a mom going to Montgomery Ward. Where's the husky? Oh, at? wow. Yeah, yeah, the husky fit. Okay, as a seven-year-old, I needed some husky jeans. Uh, so, so I had a little bit of an uh, issue with the word husky, but outside of that, I liked your list. <laughs> My bad, bro. <laughs> I, I, I'll say this: this might have been we've we've been doing this list a long time, but I, I think this might have been one of the the best run of three of a because we always break it down to these sections that we've had. I mean, you did a really good job of, of rationale, and I agree with all of it. I mean, in a lot of it, you, you set it up similar to how I set mine up. And the best jobs aren't the ones that win national championships every year. To me, the best jobs, and I think that's why I think Oregon, where you have them placed, I don't know if I, I have to remember where I have, I have to look at my list again, how I have my, but I have them up there. I think the, the reason is they can win a national championship. Right, they can they can compete, but they can't compete at a national level. They have fans who are reasonable, but they are the New Jacks, and they have this brand that is just everybody else is trying to catch up to, right? And it's so sleek, and it's they have the money, the resources there, and the biggest thing was whether or not Chip Kelly could, you know, with him leaving, could they continue it? And it's very obvious that this is just their brand and their DNA, so. You know, I I like the list. Florida, for all the reasons, and I think you got a position about right because, you know, there's a lot of great jobs, I think, in the SEC. The problem is fans have lost their mind. And the lost their mind factor knocks you down one time or two. But Florida's been one of those athletic departments that, you know, I would say in some ways they've gotten stronger since Spurrier. I mean, people – 
have almost forgotten Spurrier. But Spurrier was running amok for a long time. And then, you know, uh, they went to transition, got Meyer. But, you know, from basketball to whatever, they, it's just something about Gainesville when you come to recruit and walk people around campus that makes you say, I want to be here. You know, and they and, and where they're located, they, they can reach some really fertile recruiting ground. So I, I like it. And they should be in the mix every couple of years. Uh, and they, the other thing is they get guys or get, they get coaches who know how to drive Ferraris on a regular basis. They don't get too many cats who who come in looking like they drive Ferrari, but they really drive Pintos. You know, a couple programs get fooled like that. Florida hardly ever gets fooled too much like that. They always get a quality coach who can handle the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that. I like that all together. Yeah, I, I, like your, I like your three. Well, Ohio State, right. I agree with everything about Ohio State for all the reasons you said. You know, they always right. going to be the, the, the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take that. Um, I get away unscathed, and I'm all. Look, 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 Oh, uh, man, you listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RIC, Renegade Radio. That was the funky editorial. Uh, going through our list of best college jobs in college football, uh, I gave you my number four through number two um, on my list this week. Next week, uh, one of the other guys will be stepping in and giving you their number four through two. Uh, we'll work that out when we get a chance to. All right? Now we're going to go into our recap of week eight NFL action. All right? So first up, fellas. We got new intel. You know, this this is a section where we give you those aha moments. You know, what was an aha moment for you in, in this weekend? And to really bring us into it, I got to bring in my man from from Mighty Sharp, all right, from from coming to America to give us a, a true aha. 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 <laughs> so what what new intel do we have uh, from week eight? of the NFL action. I'm going to start with my man, D. Wills, and I want Phil T. You be prepared to come in after that. What you got, D. Wills? Well, I, I will say this, is, is that um, the, um, you know, you, you think about, you know, there was a couple weeks where we were all wondering whether or not the 49ers uh, had their act together and, what was going on with them, and um, and yeah, they played Jacksonville, but the 49ers have gone on. You know, they were they're riding a ship right now. You know, they're they're beginning to catch their stride. You know, we're a little bit we're a little bit we're a little bit worried about them. Uh, they're right. The other thing we know is this Kansas City just for real, just you know, solid, doing things the right way. Um, and so, I, I, you know, you're beginning to see this separation. You know, this is about time where you start to see dust settle. Things who you think are going to be good, they're just going to be good. I mean, you look at this, you see what Denver is doing. Some of these teams, they're there to stay. You see Cincinnati and what they did. They put a, a little beat down. 
there's some teams that are settling in, and you realize that they're here to to fight, and they're gonna be they're gonna be there all the way to the end. And uh, and that's the part that um you beginning to see that separation uh, with some teams. And uh, the Forty Niners, I mean, I was a little worried about them for about a two three week run, but they put together some performances here lately to tell me. It's gonna be it's gonna be a clash coming here at the, a very physical clash happening in the playoffs between Seattle and the Forty ers I don't want anybody who got women and children, kids, anybody around when they get together. You know, they, you you need to call the police. You need to get the armed guards. But the Forty ers they back to doing what they do. And I don't know the next time they get together with Seattle. There might be some sparks going because uh, uh, they look like they're back on track. So I, you start to see the people separate this week, the folks who are really going to be there, the pretenders and, and, and those contenders. I believe you're seeing some teams are are truly going to be contenders. Yeah, I think the but, dust is settling on the league right now. I think it's settling on the league. PAZ, I want to bring you in. What's, what's, your, uh, what's your new intel for, from week eight? My new intel for week eight <laughs> is the Kansas City Chiefs. We, I've been trying to find ways to rationalize why they're doing well and to call it a fluke. But these cats, <laughs> they've won eight straight games. They're 8-0. They're beating NFL-quality teams. And I just need to be okay with that and give them their due. They're a good football team. They, they won a tight one. Against the Browns, one might say it was a letdown. And and for me, when teams find ways to win games where they're not playing their best or when a lower-tier team brings their best, to me that's a sign of a, a team that is maturing and is ready for the moment. So it, it, as much as I've hated to say it, I think the Chiefs are real. I, I think they're real. I think they're going to make some noise when they get into the playoffs, and and I think they're an eight and zero team. All right, and, and, I, and I, I'm I'm in on the Chiefs. Um, you know that that's the squad that I'm all in on. They I agree with you. You know, they, they, whoever you can only play whoever's in front of you, and they beat who 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 has been put in front of them by the schedule. So you got to take your hats off to anybody that's coming in week out, week out, take week in and week out taking care of business. Uh, my new intel for week eight is that um, I'm not sure who's going to get fired sooner, um, but somebody's going down, um, and I'm pretty sure I got my two candidates. Um, Greg Schiano, you, you you need to be on watch. Um, and then my man Leslie Frazier, um, you need to be on watch. <laughs> um, both of these cats, need to make sure that uh, they're firing up their resume. Um, they're, you know, calling people, making sure they got their references lined up because they're going to be looking for work in the near future. Um, exhibit A uh, with uh, my man Leslie Frazier. Um, and I know this is from a couple weeks ago, but we hadn't had a chance to talk about it. But uh, <laughs> why did you start Josh Freeman? Anybody. <laughs> no way. I'll watch your way. <laughs> I watched so, about three minutes of that game before I almost I was about to throw up in my mouth. And then in the three minutes I watched, Josh Freeman got rushed, faked the handoff, got rushed, and just threw the ball 
as a, with a defender draped over him, just chucked it to the middle of the field, like, yeah, that's going to work out. <laughs> like, come on, bro. This is a sideline. There's just a lot of places you can throw this football right now. You're just going to throw it up into the middle of the field where all the other people are at. That's just not a good idea. And the fact that this was this was the best quarterback you had based upon your assessment um, really concerns me about your ability to assess. <laughs> so I think, therefore, you might need to not be in that position anymore to make those decisions. Um, and then Exhibit B for my man Ciano is everything that happened in that Carolina game um, on Thursday night. And they need to fix Thursday night football, man. Um, these, some of these Thursday night and Monday night games, man, these teams have been garbage. <laughs> They've been some stinkers on, on, on the tube lately uh, for some of these games. And then they wonder why people ain't watching. I mean, we love football, but we also love good football. And if it's not good football, it's not good matchups, it's hard to watch, even when you are interested, even when you do have Cam Newton playing, um, even when you do have, you know, some sort of fantasy stake in the game, it's still hard to watch. You know, I'd rather just follow it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to watch, right. you know, just get my stat updates on my phone. Um, and then one more thing I got from week uh, from week eight, uh, and that is um, Megatron is a bad man. Whew. He is a uh, he, and, and, and this is something I want to clear up. I've been this has been eating at my soul for the last week, for the last couple of days since Sunday, and it's the it's the way people are misconstruing the whole Des Bryant situation. This is the game changer's take on it, all right? He wasn't over there upset at Tony Romo per se. He wasn't complaining about the play calling per se. Ultimately, the DBs wasn't on the sideline. And all week, Des Bryant had been talking about how he felt like he was on Megatron's level. Um, no. <laughs> that game, that game, that's what that was. That was him realizing, yo, man, y'all totally making me look like an idiot. <laughs> All week I've been talking about how I'm on this dude level, and I got 74 yards, and he got like 7,000 yards today. <laughs> I mean, Megatron is still catching passes on Dallas DBs as we record this show. I, I don't think he's been covered yet. <laughs> this blankets are all on the floor. Can't cover them. <laughs> Dude sleep with no blankets. Can't be covered. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And I think Des Bryant was just expressing his frustration with the fact that they letting this dude show out, and all I got is 74 yards. And somebody's going to mm-hmm. hear about my frustration because I, I, I can't take this. This is crazy. Like, come on, can y'all stop letting him get all these yards because y'all making me look crazy. Because <laughs> all week I've been talking about how me and him is on the same level. And really, it just don't look like that today at all. So that's the other thing. And that's, that's, that's the thing I wanted to clear up. He wasn't yelling at Romo. He was just saying, look, man, come on. He got 329. I got 74. Can we do something about that? <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what, was the PhD, what was your take on it? What was your take on the coverage of the Des Bryant situation and the Des Bryant situation itself? I think the coverage was warranted. So when I was watching it happen, I was kind of on Jason Witten's page because, and and Witten confirmed this after, you know, during the press conference, I perceived it as Witten is saying, "Man, get your head in. We we've got another player too. We can make something happen. Like I need you to be with us." And then 
everybody's saying, you know, teammates. As a whole, the team and the coaches kind of stood up for Dez. I didn't like it. He's showing up, guys. I just didn't like it. I didn't like it when Keyshawn did it. I didn't like when Chris Carter did it. I just, I just don't. I think it's one thing to be competitive and to be passionate and everything else, but at the end of the day, man, you can't be showing up your teammates like that. You just can't. But I tell you what, he got it together when uh, <laughs> Demarcus, uh, what's uh, Demarcus Ware grabbed him by the Ware. elbow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he grabbed him by the elbow and started whispering <laughs> in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> he fell down. He said, "Listen, I may be injured, young man, but uh, yeah." So, yeah, that's my yeah. take on it. I don't and, have a huge, and, you know. Go ahead. No, no, go right ahead. Well, what I was all I was going to say was that you know, for me, it's the whole idea that I get a check too. All right, you know what I'm saying? Don't talk to me like you're the only cat out there with something on the line. You know, I get I get expected to do this too. I get evaluated too. So come at me like we both got something at stake, and don't come at me like I don't. I don't I'm out there not trying to win. You know, like if you if you open you wide open, I just like nah, I ain't gonna throw you the ball. You know, because I rather I rather do. Don't come at me like that. That that'd be my biggest thing. If I'm a quarterback, it's like look, man. Trust if you get open, I'm trying to throw touchdowns. All right, and if you get open, I'm gonna get you the ball. All right, so just chill. Like, don't act like I don't get a check for this too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we both got something at stake. We both got something to lose. All right, so back up and give me some room and, and fall back. You know, that's my that that's my serious take on the situation. Um, but that happens though. You know, that that happens. You're part of a team. You got a lot of different personalities. That's the real. That's that's what's going to be the test is, is, is their fallout after this because that's going to happen, you know that's going to happen. You hope it happens away from the cameras, you hope it doesn't happen on the sideline during the game, but it's going to happen. You know guys are going to get upset with other guys, and that's a part of playing team sports. Um, but the, the the key is is for as a team you have to have leaders, you have to have leadership that's not going to let that derail and push everybody off course. I've gotten in a fight with teammates in practice. You know, fist fights. You know, shoving matches. You know, grabbing on each other's jerseys. All that kind of stuff. It, it's happened. But at the end, you know, we roll over the commons. You know, get a Beloit bagel and just chill out together. Right. Because we had leadership in place. You know, whether it be a Henry Grant, a Dave Vogt, Jason Hansen, to be able to kind of get us in order. You know, guys we play with put leadership on the squad. And that, that, that's what the Cowboys need. If the Cowboys have that, this won't be an issue. It'll only be an issue in the media. If they have leadership, it won't be an issue for them in, in their locker room. So that's new intel for this week. I want to roll that into our impressive performers. I'm sure we probably all got the same dude. Um, if you got anybody else who wasn't watching football. <laughs> what? Um, so I, got, I, got, I got Megatron. I don't know who y'all got. <laughs> Devon, let me ask you. Is yes. Meg, outside of Barry Sanders, is Megatron the best Detroit Lion during your lifetime? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think you got Billy Sims, you got uh, uh, Barry Sanders, and you got Megatron. And I would say he is probably the most 
dominant uh, because he it feels like he's going to be the one that's going to get Detroit over the – I mean, how can you be a franchise that has Megatron, Billy Sims, and uh, Barry Sanders and with the number of playoff wins they got? Like any other franchise with that kind of talent in their history, they got to be one Super Bowl in there, at least one Super Bowl appearance. But, yeah, I would say – I would say – and to be able to do that from uh, the receiver position, you know, one of the things that um, uh, that uh, uh, they were talking about this morning uh, was uh, Chris Carter was saying that what makes him so unique is that he can get in and out of breaks like he's a he's a six one six two wide receiver, and most big receivers can't get in and out of those breaks and run. But he can run any route, and so that just makes him so dominant. He's physical and um. Yeah, I, I would say he's the best best lion that's ever that I've ever seen. Dominant. The question is, can he be the one that gets them the, the kind of deep playoff run that that franchise should be having, given that those three players played there? Right. Yeah. Do so you guys think this is the year? PAC, what do you think? Do you think this is the year for the Lions? Where they where they make the playoffs? Because really, when you look at it, it's, it's like one spot open. Because um, San Francisco and Seattle are probably in. Um, New Orleans is in. Whoever comes out of the NFC least is in. Um, and then you got the winner of this division. Now, it could be Green Bay. It could be Detroit. But then there's that one more spot that, you know, maybe Atlanta gets it together. Um, maybe one of the uh, NFC East teams kind of figures it out, whether it be the Eagles or the Giants or the Redskins. Um, there's going to be one more spot up for grabs. And the Lions kind of have the inside track as of right now. During the past, the, the, whoever doesn't lose this division kind of has the inside track on that last wild card spot. Do you think this is the year where they make a deep run? I think so. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that out loud. I'll say that you good. <laughs> I've been so dis. I've been so disappointed by the Lions, where I I'm just in a state of. All right, I'm not even going to go into all that. I'll just say yes. Because at one point I was like that. <laughs> at one point I was like that with the Tigers. I was like that with the Tigers, and I'd given up on them. Then they made the playoffs. Then they've had this run that they've had. And R.J. Page, every time I try to say that I'm a re- rejuvenated Tigers fan, he says, we don't want you back. Stay with your Yankees. So that's what I do. I stay with the Yanks. Fair weather. <laughs> I was a Fairweather Tiger fan, so I can't, you know, I can't come back now. <laughs> can't come back. Can't come back home, man. They can't said I can't it. come back home. You know when I heard that? When I was back home. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. So we'll, we'll see, man. I, I, I like the Lions. Again, um, you know, I think their front seven is pretty, is pretty tough. Uh, the back end of D has to, needs some work, but they got some talent back there. I think that's what's going. That's that's what that's what is going to be. And then the other thing, I think they have to continue to um, just be concerned with this Reggie Bush. When they have him, he adds a whole another dimension to that offense, yeah. which is really tough to stop. But he just seems like he is always nicked up. Um, you know, in the game, he's kind of all. You know, every couple plays, he's kind of limping off, and you know, they got to they got to keep him engaged and keep him going. But they got the pieces, man. I think they can make a run. It'll be interesting to see how it goes as they progress through. But, you know, I think this may be 
this may be the best chance they've had in a long time since they had uh, Brett Perryman, Herman Moore, uh, you know, Barry. Since they had that group, that crew of dudes out there, man, um, it's been a minute. So hopefully they can make it happen. Um, D. Wills, you got a you got a, a a different you got a different impressive performance other than Megs. Uh, I, I mean, I think he's probably the, the the tight one. But I you know you know again you know we think about what's happening with New Orleans and coming back. You know, what Breeze had what five touchdowns uh, against yeah. Buffalo. Uh, you know, he's he's in a zone uh, in a way that uh, you know I thought they would make a comeback, but he's just. You know he's kind of in, in, in people haven't been talking a lot about him, so I want to shine a little bit of light on uh, on him. And then and Andy Dalton had another he had five TDs, which you know uh, you know the Jets' defense is is good. Uh, offense is shaky, but uh, defense is good. But I would say Drew Brees Brees might be that other person uh, that I uh, w- would look at uh, if if pushed. But Calvin Johnson, I mean, 300, what, 29 yards? I mean, he was, he yeah. was playing with kids out there. I mean, he's up to yeah. get off me. Like, I would do a little kid. I'm like, just throw it up. Just throw it up. And, and the best part about the whole performance, really the best part about about the whole performance was it gave us all the chance to talk about Flipper Anderson. All right? Flipper <laughs> Anderson was my guy back in the day, man. Yeah. That was my dude. <laughs> that was my favorite receiver as a kid. Flipper, he was 83, and he was fast. He said he gave us a reason to talk about Flipper Anderson. Nice. See, and, 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 and that's the difference. People talk about Megatron, and that's a nice name, but back in the day, they had Billy White Shoes Johnson, Flipper Anderson. I mean, all these cats had names. Right. Her <laughs> name is Flipper. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I used to run around my house as a kid catching the throwing a football, catching it. I had a blue, I had a a Nerf football that was blue and gold. It was like the Rams blue and gold, and I used to love those blue and gold jerseys that the Rams used to have back in the day. Um, kind of more the royal blue and gold. I used to love those. Yeah. I used to toss the ball up in the air. I make it spin so the Cubs would go around and around and around, and I dive on the floor and catch it. And then I just yell out, Flipper Anderson. Was that a Webster Slaughter? And when it, what was his name back then? Is that a Cleveland guy? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah names, all dude. names. Yeah, yeah. The Rams, man, that was the Rams. They had Jim Everett, Greg Bell. They had Henry Ellert, Flipper Anderson. Kevin Green was on the squad. That was my team back in the day, man. That was the team back in the day. The L.A. The L.A. Rams at that. Who was the quarterback? <laughs> See, they quarterback Jim Everett. Was it Jim Everett? Jim Everett. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Jim Everett. He didn't show up for the game. Yep. He, he got yeah. in that fight with Rome. Jim Rome. Jim Rome. Yeah, he wasn't the same after that. Uh, Chris Everett. He kept calling him Chris Everett. Chris Everett. Yeah. He put his hands on him. <laughs> He put them hands on him. Call me Chris Everett again. <laughs> and Jim Rohn went and did You listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG Renegade Radio, going through our Week 8 NFL recap. We about to hit you off with another round of six in the chamber. We got six in the chamber, six games. We pick them all for NFL uh, to college. So first up in the NFL, we got Chicago at Green Bay, the annual Halloween bout, the Halloween season bout between the 
Packers and the Chicago Bears. Right now, the standings, before we get into the picks, let me give you the standings. Right now, D. Wills still has a lead. Uh, he is 29-13. and 13. PhD went 4-2. and two. D. Wills and I both split. We went 3-3 three and three last week, or the last time we picked. And PhD went 4-2, and two, so he gained the game. So he passed me up, and he's in second place. He's at 27-15, and 15, and I'm sitting at 26-16, and 16, and I got to get my act together. I don't like being in third. I don't like being at all. I don't like that at all. I'm going to have to drop a dime on that. <laughs> right. So, hey, Billy, Billy, Billy. There you go. So you on point. You on point with yours. <laughs> it was a, it was a dude, Rico, that, that ate the banana real sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> Extra sloppy. Extra sloppy. You know what I'm saying? Extra sloppy. But you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't bring up Belly. You can't bring up belly without 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 a little bit of this. Jamaica's good. Yeah, Jamaica's good. Yeah. Jamaica's very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was gonna get me hyped. So so some more trivia. So my man Rico in that movie, what was his other big role? Kane, Mr. Society. Yeah, Kane, that's right. No time flat. No time right. flat. Yeah, I, I got you on that one. I got you on that one. Yeah, don't man. die, Kane. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You was ready for me. You knew I was going. Where I was going. Oh go yeah, I'm, 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 I'm trying. I'm trying to redeem myself, man. Last week I was all over the place, man. I and I apologize. You know, it's one of those games where you come out, and you just, you know, you take your first couple of shots, and you know, you you hit you hit the air ball, you throw up an air ball, and then the next one. You know, it looked good coming out your hands. You got the pose, and you don't hit no rims. It's all backboard. That's how I was last time. Man, I apologize. Yeah, I got to step my game up. I got to be a little bit more on target than that. So I'm trying to bring it, uh, bring it back to my usual standards this week. All right, so we got Chicago going into Green Bay. PhD, how you feel about that? I'm taking Green Bay big. <laughs> No Real hesitation brief. on that one. That's right. No hesitation on that one. All right, D. Wills, what's your what's your what's your prognosis, Doc? I'm taking Green Bay equally as big. You know, three reasons. Uh, I believe what they're playing at home. Uh, you got what McCollum starting, and then Lacey's giving a running game. That is what should scare people about Green Bay is establishing the running game. Um, that's when they're yeah. gonna be tough. Yeah, first time in a long time they outran they out uh, outran. <laughs> On, on the pass game on offense. They 29 passes last game, 42 runs. Um, they gave the ball to Eddie Lacy 30-plus times. When was the last time Green Bay gave the ball to a running back 30-plus times? You probably have to go back to the mid-2000s and Amon Green. Um, it's been a minute, though. Um, yeah. It's been a long minute. I'm going with Green Bay as well. Go ahead, D. Wills. I just want to say I hope Big Ben is paying attention. I'll leave you alone. Hey. Hey, hey, uh-oh, uh-oh. We need to, we, do we need to bring out the uh, the couch? You know, we need a therapy session. Steel fan therapy we, session real quick. We're just going to try and make it through. I'm going I'm to live right. vicariously through these other teams in my pick. <laughs> hey, man, I told you what kind of year it was going to be at the beginning, man. And sometimes you just got to kind of, you know, y- y'all going to come back. That's the, that's the silver yeah. lining for you. As you yeah. know, this, this is a part of the cycle. It's like in the Matrix. In the in the last or in the second matrix when Neo went and he met the architect and he was like, Yo man, this happens this happens all the time. You know, there's a one, he comes in, he wrecks shop, 
we convince them to go back, and we tear the place down. And then it all happens all over again, and there's another one, and he comes back, he wrecks shop. We he come in, we convince him to go back, and then we tear the place down. That's all. Y'all going to rebuild it. Y'all know it's coming yeah. back. That's all. You take solace in that and keep, it, keep cool. You know, don't panic. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm just going to just go with my pick, go with my instincts. I can't go with no yeah. love. It's going to be like, no love. I'm going to go with no love right now. I'm going to be pitching. <laughs> All right. So the next game we got Cincinnati Bengals coming off a beatdown of the New York Jets, 40-plus points, 49 points put up on the board. Uh, they're going into Miami, who is still trying to figure out what they're going to be this season. Um, they – had New England on the ropes, and somehow Belichick and Brady rope doped them, came back and took the game over, wound up winning. Who y'all got in this game? Cincinnati's on the road. Um, I'll pick this one first. For me, this is a big game for Cincinnati. They have to go in. And this is a decent opponent, a solid opponent. They got to start to win these games. These are the games that they got to win um, to really kind of separate themselves um, and really convince people that they're – an elite team, and that they're uh, a team that can make a run. you got to beat the team that you're supposed to be. And these are the games that in the past this group of guys in Cincinnati have lost. So um, I'm going with Cincinnati because I think for them this is a big game, and they got to be locked in and they got to be focused. Uh, PhD, what, how, how, are you, how are you calling this one? I'm going with Miami. Miami looked like a different team with their middle linebacker and leader, their defense, Darnell Ellerby, Ellerby back after missing two weeks because of injury. So, uh, and, and anybody listening uh, from the only, just, only the Strong Survive Fantasy Football League with the guru, Eric Hamilton's league, just know I've already picked up LRB off of waivers. Um, but I'm going to go with Miami. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will tell you this, man. PhD is, is, is he's in the zone right now. When it comes to the fantasy sports, this cat be picking up people before they hurt, <laughs> before they come back from injury. <laughs> he be picking up subs before. I don't know if he got to connect at the league office or what. <laughs> if you're in a league with PAT, y'all might want to conduct an independent investigation. Y'all might want to see if y'all get Louis Free on the case. Get right. Louis Free. Get a free, get, a, get a free report. Commission a free report and see what you can find. <laughs> He's running that regression analysis. You know, he's all up in there. He done plug numbers in, anticipating trends. Well, we both cashed in together, Marcus, on um, on Ellington for, yeah, we for did. Arizona. Yeah, we, did. we both played him in separate leagues and did okay. Yeah, we, we did more than okay. We came out all right. We came out all right. He rushed for 154 yards. I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't know I if, ever, what they're gonna if do. I ever get it again. I wonder what they're going to do when uh, <laughs> when when uh, Mendenhall comes back, man. It seems like they're going to continue to play him. Yeah. Yeah, I think they are. They made an investment. I think they're going to. Sometimes people are stubborn that way. You know, you buy a new TV and, and you thought it was going to act one way and it start acting up and you don't want to get rid of it. You know, sometimes right. you just got to suck it up and make you, you – you got the wrong set. You got the wrong set. <laughs> you know, so – D. Wills, Miami, Cincinnati. Who you got? Well, I think you frame this uh, appropriately when when setting this up. I can already see the look of consternation on Marlou's face 
as Miami walks away with the victory. Whoa, Miami. It's a trap oh, game. They won. Okay. They, they scored like 49 points, you know, against the Jets. It's a trap game. And they got, I think they got a, got a bye next week or something like that. Yeah, they're going to lose this one. Okay. Okay, so Cincinnati going to be Cincinnati. In other yeah, they're going to be yeah, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. We were gonna do Kansas City and Buffalo, and it, this was a hard week to find games, fellas. I just want you guys to know that this is a very <laughs> difficult week to find games. But this is this is uh, not see, look at, look, see, see, this is his way of trying to get back into the the, the standards. You hear that, Phil? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna call the fire. What's the kind of follow? Call the fire. Investigations. Yeah, 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 man. We're rolling with uh, – we're going to have to go two out of three on this one. Majority rule, we're going KC at Buffalo, man. All right, we'll go KC we'll at Buffalo. It's a Democratic society. All right, it's a Democratic society. KC at Buffalo. <laughs> this cat, man. Uh, D. Wills, you're up first. You're up first, D. Wills. Who you got? Kansas City. You tell me, which is the Jeff Tool? Is he starting or something like that? Or is it – Jeff I think it's Dad Lewis. I think it's Dad Lewis. Dad Lewis has been starting for Buffalo, and he's been playing pretty well. Um, Lewis, Dad, you know, see, see, the thing about it, the thing about it, the, the fact that we're asking these questions to tell you Casey going to win. <laughs> That's a <laughs> boy with Casey. All right, all right. All right, I got Casey as well. Uh, PhD, who you got? Casey. I was going to say, don't do it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last NFL game we're going to pick for this week's uh, Six in the Chamber. We have the San Diego Superchargers going in to take on the Washington Racial Slurs. They're going to be at Washington. All right. Uh, <laughs> right now, folks in Washington are calling for RG3. Again, they're calling for Kirk Cousins. And, you know, I had a conversation about this when, when uh, Cutler got hurt. One, uh, a fellow uh, a Bear fan texted me and says, hey, I like the backup. And I texted back, it's still the backup. <laughs> you have to understand the word backup, meaning not starting. <laughs> he is that for a reason. So Washington fans are calling for Kirk Cousins again after the, the, the meltdown uh, slash beatdown that the Redskins took, and RG3 in particular took. Uh, he kind of got pummeled a little bit um, as the game went on. He took a lot of hits. Uh, PAD, you're up first. Who you got in this one? San Diego on the road at Washington. Who you taking? I'm going to take the underdog. I'm going to go with the Chargers. They're coming off a of bye week. <laughs> Antonio Gates, whenever you can get that guy, some extra rest. <laughs> All right. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> So, so I had Gonzalez and Gates in one of my leagues, and I was trying to move one of them all season because they were like two of the top three or four tight ends. And I finally got rid of Gonzalez, you know, and got a good receiver back. It's part of a, a Wes Welker deal. Um, I moved Gonzalez and Bolden for Wes Welker. Um, very happy with that deal. And. Now I got Gates, and I'm just nervous. I can't sleep at night, man, because, you know, this guy, <laughs> he's always yep. questionable. He's always yep. questionable, but he's been okay so far. So I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, but right. I digress, and I say I'm taking the Chargers in the close one. Okay. 
right. Uh, D. Wills, who you got? Phillip Rivers, second in the season quarterback rating. You know, I jumped off the Phillip bandwagon. Yeah, I know I have a ride winning for a while. This is a tough one. I got to go. Uh, I'm going to go to Washington. Mm, mm. I just, this turmoil, right. this is the kind of game that they figure out how to win. This, this is the upset. Uh, this is, it don't feel like they should win, but I think Washington going to win it. Okay. I'm going to San Diego, coming off a bye. Um, Rivers is playing solid. He's playing – you know, he's still in elite, but he's, he's playing well. Um, and right now, Washington just seems like a mess. I think they have some identity issues right now. Um, they had success with the read option, but now they seem like they don't want to run it um, to, 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 to its full capacity. And so because of that, I think, you know, they're, just, they're at an identity crisis. And when you don't know who you are, you don't got a chance to win football games um, or any games in any sport. You got to know who you are and what you're trying to accomplish, um, and you got to be steadfast in that, and they're just not. Um, so those are our NFL games. Uh, moving into our college games, first game, the battle of the mitten. The battle of the mitten. We got Michigan at Michigan State. I'm going to go first on this one. Whew. I think I'm going to go Big Blue, man. I think Big Blue has got to win this game uh, to solidify themselves um, as a power in the state. Um, Michigan State has been coming for their throat the last five or six seasons, building momentum, starting to pluck kids in state, getting them to wear green and white versus the blue and gold, amazing blue. So Michigan's got to, got to, and it, Michigan also has to, has to continue to keep themselves in in the race and in the hunt um, to be able to play in the uh, in the championship game, possibly facing Ohio State again um, for a second time. So. This is a big game for both schools. Um, I'm picking Michigan to win it. D. Wills, who you got? Man, this is tough, man. My heart is with the blue. Everybody who can hear it knows that. But I told you I just got to go with my, 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 my instincts about the game. Michigan State's defense, Devin's throwing too many critical interceptions. I'm going with Sparty. Oh, my goodness, I'm getting calls, I'm getting text messages. But, hey, I got to do it. Call me Herb Street. Yeah, you go. You want to spark. I'm sorry, You might want to turn off your phone. <laughs> I'm just saying, you might want to turn off your phone. Yeah, people, people are going to be for a game day, but, you know, it's about, I got you know, to keep my reputation as a, you know. Okay, as an yeah, analyst, analyst, right, as an analyst. You got to keep your reputation as an analyst. All right, PhD, uh, who you got? Michigan, Michigan State. I'm going with uh, the Wolverines on the road because although I didn't grow up in Ann Arbor and I'm not from Ann Arbor, um, <clears throat> and I would think if I was from Ann Arbor, I'd probably pick them because I was from Ann Arbor. But I've driven through <laughs> Ann Arbor more than I've driven through East Lansing, and that's enough <laughs> of a connection for me. So I think they're very close, but my allegiance is with Amazing Blue. So, and again, if I was from Ann Arbor, I'd probably feel more, uh, <laughs> like, there'd be no question, I would pick Ann Arbor, Michigan, but, I, but I'm going to go with uh, Amazing Blue. 
<laughs> you casting me off. You tried to This was tough for me. I thought about this hard and long, man. And maybe I hope it'll have a reverse effect because in any game I want to lose this week, it'll probably be this one. So inside joke from the from the listeners who who don't know us, Devon's from Ann Arbor. Yes. 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 Like, I don't get so, it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Somebody's out, just, there out there, why is he saying that? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Royster. Right. Shout out to Royster. What's going on, Royster? <laughs> uh, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, man, I sat and watched it live. I, I, I was there, and I, I watched the, the, uh, the Akron game. I, 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 you know, I watched games. I mean, he just... Devin is throwing too many critical interceptions. Just take care of football. They got the talent. And maybe this is a game he'll do it, but Michigan State's defense is no joke. They got a league-level defense. Them brothers ain't playing. I have to just say that. If nothing else Michigan State has done, they've always done historically is play defense. Uh, they've done turn it. Off the phone, turn off your phone, After the show, turn off your phone. Yeah, yeah, put it on yeah. the side <laughs> and walk away from it. Yeah, but everybody, everybody knows what I'm gonna be wearing and rooting for on Saturday, so they know what I'm gonna be You know, if if, this, if I lose this, I'm okay with that. But as an analyst, I, I gotta watch my eyes. My eyes say he's gonna throw that critical interception. He just ugh. all right. Let's move on. Devon, we have twenty. Uh, Devon, we have twenty-two minutes left in the show. Would you like for us to look at your fantasy roster and give you some advice? <laughs> That's coming out of nowhere. Even though I think in one league, I'm, I think I'm four two, five two. Whoa, whoa, yeah. You might want to log back in. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got some work. I haven't. I, I, I've been. Uh, uh, I've had other pursuits to try to build something. So I mean, that was I have, Donovan McNabb's statement. You know what? I mean, there's no overtime. You could actually finish the time. Oh, divine. <laughs> yeah, I had to come in late. Oh, okay. I got. I picked up. I picked. Up, I picked up Monty Ball late on Monday on my way down to the to the to the uh, the sunny pool area. Uh, as I was taking a break, I, I, I also had to figure out how to get enough Wi-Fi to get Monty. I realized I didn't have my lineup set. He got at least got me. A, he got me. He got me a a a a, a, a mate. He got me a, a, a touchdown <laughs> or whatever they call. It. Yeah, yeah well, Brandon Marsh didn't give you nothing. Brandon Marsh didn't give you nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> hey, I'll take the victory. I'll take the victory. <laughs> I tried to switch in and out. Yeah, it was just been long. I'm going to regroup this week because I know I have enough to make. All I have to do is make the final playoff spot and then make one of those Valvano runs. I don't know. That, one that, Valvano run. that means you're going to get me in the first round. That That's not yeah, good. Yeah. That could be bad news. <laughs> I'm going to make one of them Valvano runs. I like taking Although down the league, In our league, Mo Red is doing his thing. I I mean, Mo Red is, Mo Red is doing his thing in our league. Yeah, every GM I have, you know, he do uh, every eight-year cycle. He's supposed to. <laughs> wow. Why you hate, man? Wow. Why you hate? Hey, man, you want to come sweep up, sweep up this salt, D? Devon, you want to come sweep up this salt? Yeah. You two all on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, 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 he 
he just wants not to pick up any more bears. You know, would you like point, would you like some lemonade with that shade, Devon? You call exactly. a lot of shade. Would you like lemonade with that shade? <laughs> I'm in second place. I'm in second place. I think um I think we have the same record. But Mo Red has two hundred more points to me. I mean he's doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all gonna make this hey, but quiet is kept. Game. Quiet is kept. The Black Hussein's and creeped up into a playoff spot. <laughs> right, real quiet, real quiet, real yeah. quiet. Yeah. They got that young three game winning streak going. <laughs> real quiet, yeah. Well, <laughs> I have one league where I'm six and two. I'm in second place. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm struggling these other two. But y'all about to see me go on one of these LA runs. Part of it's patience. I had some patience here, but I'm going. I'm going to make my run. Kaepernick waking up. I wanted to sit on him for a little bit. He, and I got to get that. I got to get the rest of the crew to come back together. I got to get the band to wake up. Yeah. See, Dwayne Bow. I thought he was going to do more. Oh, yeah. And he's just kind of just. He just all that success they're having. He's not really having a lot of success. Yeah. Right, you know, and so yeah, there's some different things here that just have to be, you know, adjusted. And, you know, we we working on week nine now, Devon. You can be patient, but you know, it's only thirteen or fourteen weeks in the season, so yeah. But, um, but you 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 know, I've been known to make a run. So you know, this is kind of stuff to wake up, wake up to run. I, I just watched this thing on Jimmy Connors when they they called the bad thing out. He's thirty nine years old. They call they call that out, and he came back. And, you know, kind of irritated him, and then he went on a run and won the U.S. Open. See, y'all gonna mess around and make me get focused. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Jimmy Connors that year. Jimmy, Jimmy would play a point, and he'd take his full two minutes off. You know, <laughs> getting towed off, walking around the back. <laughs> it was like three yeah. hours for a match, man. It was bad. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to figure something out. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm about to get calculated, see where I put my energy, on which league I'm gonna try and make my run in. You know, I might not be able to put energy in both. I'm about to just let one go, but I have to figure out what I'm gonna do. You know, so I get you know get trophy in two of the three. We'll see. I got yeah. to I got to calculate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm making some great points. I'm gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I had a couple sleepy weeks there. Late to the late. All right, for our final game. For our final game. All right, for our final yeah. game. You listen to the Real Sports Guys, RealSportsGuys.com, RSG, Renegade Radio, brought to you by Resistance Digital. We are now in the midst of the six in the chamber, giving you a round. Uh, we're down to our last game. You know, we picked four NFL, two college, the last college game on the slate. We have the U, University of Miami, going in and taking on Florida State. D. Wills, who you got in this game? Because we Seminoles, I got to smile just like you. When we said that, <laughs> I love that young man, boy. I'm going Florida famous. State, man. They back, yeah, famous. I'm going Florida State. They back, they back, boy. They back. All that swag, everything else. Where's Bobby Bowden at? Where's he at? I love it. Florida State. Right. Miami right. looking good, but it's all all FSU. Yeah, PAC, who you got? I'm going to go with Florida State. 
unfortunately, just a random thought here, Missouri, I was I was really pulling for the Missouri Tigers. They had a 17-0 lead and blew it against South Carolina last week. They were undefeated. But I'm going to yeah. go Florida State in this game. All right. I'm going uh, Florida State also. Uh, I'm going with Famous, Jameis. Uh, that's a good nickname. I like that nickname. I love it. Yeah, keep trying to call Teddy Bridgewater Teddy Ball Game or Teddy uh, Teddy Ball Game is Ted Williams. Can't do that one. And you can try to call him Teddy Football. I can't use that one either. Johnny Football, taken. All right. Famous, Jameis, I like. Johnny Football, that's a good nickname. Um, even Mar- uh, Marcus Super Mariota, that's cool too. Um, we got we to gotta give Teddy Bridgewater a nickname. All right. Everybody else has failed to do this. Teddy Steady Bridgewater Teddy. Good nickname. Steady, I Steady like Teddy. Teddy. I like Ready Teddy. Teddy. He's ready for the league. Steady Marvin. Steady Teddy. Oh, you said ready. You said ready, Teddy, huh? Yeah, ready, ready for the league. Ready, Teddy. Man, that's that not like a molester's type of name, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You sound like he owned a black van with no window. <laughs> a conversion van. Remember that difference? Remember that different strokes episode where they tackled uh, where they tackled the issue? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think the guy's yeah. name was I think Webster had an episode like that, too. I think Webster had one, too, man. It seemed like it was a rash of those around the uh, mid-'80s. He was trying to raise awareness or something <laughs> and using sitcoms to do it. <laughs> I don't know where – I don't know what public service team came up with that logic as to how we was going to tackle this issue, but I remember it. <laughs> That's right. I think, Punky, I think Punky Booster might have had an episode of that, too. <laughs> Oh, man. So we we, we won't do, we'll, we'll think on it. We're gonna we're gonna think on it. We're gonna think on it. We're gonna come up with something for Teddy Bridgewater because the way he plays, he needs a nickname. He needs a good nickname, a good wholesome old school character building nickname. Not one of these. We call him TB. It's just his initials, man. That's not really a nickname. <laughs> you, just, you just took his initials and, and you know TB five. This is his initials and his numbers now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really creative. It's not really a nickname. You know, it's kind of obvious. <laughs> so we gonna work on that, fellas. We 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 got about a couple minutes left, man. Um, we do. We we're not gonna get into the full five on the black hand side, but I do, I do want to get your storyline that you're gonna be following for this coming NBA season before we get into the dog of the week. So, PAD, what are some of the storylines you're going to be following this season in the league? Give me a couple, you know, two, three maybe. Um, what you got? The Miami Heat, I know this has been the storyline since the summer of 2010, but I remember that first year, and especially when they lost in the finals, I said that I wanted to wait till year four. That was the year I thought where they'd have everything kicked in the gear and we might be seeing uh, a promising sign of a dynasty I thought by this time they'd have two perhaps three championships and uh, and they have two so far this is their fourth season going in so I'm I'm really excited to see them um, perform I think if LeBron James does not miss more than 10 games they have a chance a chance to win 70 ball games and I've I've told you guys I think this might be the season where LeBron gets an injury and misses significant time but 
if if that is not the case, I could see them running towards seventy. The mm. the next storyline for me is how do these young rookies play? I'm predicting a shift of seeing these one-and-dones, especially perimeter players, shooting guards. I'm, I'm making a prediction that we may see a down curve in the number of one-and-dones and number of guys coming out after their first year because we're seeing some of these perimeter players really struggle and not contribute right away, and some of these teams are, are really just wasting picks. So I'm really interested to see how the guys like uh, Macklemore – um, uh, Victor from Orlando, help me out with his last name. Oladipo. Thank you. I knew you guys would be there. I'm I'm interested to see how this class plays, especially the perimeter players. Okay. All right. Those are some excellent storylines. D. Will, what storylines you got for this coming season? Yeah, my you know the first one is three is the magic number. You know Miami. You know I see, you know get LeBron that first, <laughs> now that second. You know, he's he's in this old new Zen zone. Uh that you know, obviously that's the game. New faces, new places. You know, K G and Paul, uh, Iggy out at Golden State, D twelve in Houston. This new place is where are these people actually uh going to do. Another one is the New York state of mind. What's gonna happen with New York, Carmelo? You know, that is what's what's the next phase of that? I think that is uh a storyline that we have to pay attention to. Okay, the ones I'm looking into, the ones I'm I'm really following. There's one in particular, and that's that's the uh, we we kind of had a resurgence of '80s era basketball with the Lakers and Spurs for the last five or six years. Um, that is going to change this year, and so I, I want to see where and how these two dynasties, these two dynastic franchises, these two iconic franchises rebuild, um, and how they go about kind of retooling and reshaping. Um, themselves and building themselves back to a winner. How long it takes, um, you know. As a kid, I saw the the the, the Lakers and and the Celtics, and you know, I just knew them as these powers. And then as I grew into a team, they both kind of went away for a little bit. And then as I became more of an adult, you know, the late the late '90s, early 2000s, you know, the Lakers came back, but the Celtics still sucked. Um, and then towards the end of the 2000s, 2008, you get the big trade for KG, then you bring in Ray Allen. And now the Celtics are back. And then the Lakers got the song and the Lakers came back. And so these are two franchises that constantly reinvent themselves and stay relevant. It'll be interesting to see. I think they're going into a, a bit of a period where they're going to start to uh, have to retool. How do they do that in this new, in, in this new uh, CBA structure, the new structure of the NBA? It's going to be real interesting um, to see how they kind of recreate themselves. Another storyline I'm looking to watch is, the as you said, the new faces and new places, but more so some of the old guard. And when I say old guard, it's, not, it's like this microwave society old guard. I'm talking about the OKC Thunder. They made some moves. You know, they had been hitting, 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 and everybody was singing the praises of the management there. And I want to see where they can they take it to. Where, where's the next step for this crew? Where are they going to take it next? It, are they, is, it, did the window kind of close a little bit? Or is it still open? They got to hope that one of these young guys, that they've brought in, whether it's a Reggie Jackson or a Jeremy Lamb or a Perry Jones, one of these guys has to hit. they got to hit on another guy. Uh, they got to get that third guy to really kind of get back in that conversation because the West is deep. The West is tough. The West is thick. It's rough out there. It's rough out there in the streets out West. And so 
If you're going to come, you got to come deep. You got to be fully loaded. You got to come deep. And I don't know if they're a deep enough squad. So watching how OKC kind of navigates this uh, terrain, in particular Kevin Durant, because he's going to play a chunk of the season without his second fiddle, uh, without his Batman or without his Robin to his Batman in Westbrook. I want to see what he does. Um, you know, people talk that West, talk about Westbrook getting his way all the time. We kind of saw, you know, what KD was doing in the playoffs. We'll see what he does in the regular season and how he handles that. So those are some of the, uh, the storylines the real sports guys will be, will be watching. Here's a challenge. Hit us up on Facebook at, at, uh, on the Real Sports Guys page. If you're a friend, if you're not a friend, friend us on Facebook. Look us up, friend us, and give us some of the storylines that you're going to be looking forward to this coming season. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at Real Sports Guys on Twitter. Hit us up with some storylines that you're going to be looking forward to for this coming NBA season. It's a beautiful time of the year. you got football in full swing, NFL, college, and then now you get a taste of the NBA. College basketball is coming around the corner. Your, your sports calendar is filling up fast, folks, and it's a beautiful thing. you got the uh, Fall Classic going on right now, which is a great series. I'm not a baseball guy, but I have gotten into this series, um, and I'm enjoying watching it. Um, I'm enjoying watching baseball again, folks. It's like it's 1991 all over again. You know, I'm enjoying watching some baseball. Uh, the Cardinals and Red Sox are putting on the great show. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of tension. It's an exciting and entertaining series. Um, That's a lot any, for you uh, to say. You, I mean, you have been turned off for, for a while for baseball. Yes, sir. Yes, like I said, 19, 1991 all over again. That's over 20-some years, man, since I really have cared at all to really sit down and watch watch a baseball game. But I've actually caught um, some of this World Series and watched a substantial amount of it. And, you know, the game still has a charm to it, man, that, you know, takes me back to being a kid and when I, when I really enjoyed it. So, you know, just get back to that. Um, but this is Digital Dog of the Week. Uh, I'm going to start out with my man D. Wills. Let me get the sound queued up. You know how it goes. We need more dogs. Well, you know, I wasn't going to go with, you know, I haven't done a big baseball, big poppy, but I want to go with my, my young man, uh, uh, famous James. We all had Dorn, Dorn uh, uh, on the NC State coach. You know how good a coach he is. And I know he's building something at NC State. But the way this young man is engineering football, and the way they beat them down, and the way he's been part of that, just kind of the maturity in leading the team. I, I haven't given him a shout-out enough, but I just like this young man. And there's some other people I could put out there, but he just seemed like he's a quality young person. He also was – his hometown is Bessemer, Alabama. And that's where my, my wife's family is from. In some ways, it's also a shout-out to them. So I'm going to go with famous James. Okay. And, and man, I, I don't and I, I don't know if people really recognize this, but it's a lot of strong college quarterbacks out there. Um, a lot, a lot of really good quarterbacks, and they're all different. They all bring a little something different to the table, but they're all really dynamic. Um, you know, quarterback is the position right now in the league, and there's a lot of guys who are playing that position well. And I think Jameis is going to be one of those guys when it comes this time that he's going to come to the league and he's going to do well. But right now, you're looking at Mariota. Um, from Oregon and Bridgewater from Louisville and Manziel, all the guys who are going to uh, be big names when it comes to draft time. And then you got guys like A.J. McCarron, who I think is going to be a solid quarterback. Doesn't get a lot of pub, but he's very solid. He's a very good quarterback. So, you know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there uh, who 
may or may not be throwing their hats into the draft this year. Um, and fortunately for teams like the Buccaneers and uh, the Jaguars, who are in need of quarterbacks. Uh, PhD, dog of the week. We need more dogs. Megatron. 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 Everybody saw the game. I don't need to say nothing. Megatron. <laughs> Mom will name him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. You know, right. it's, it's just that matter of fact. It's just that matter of fact. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even touch it because I knew one of y'all was going to get him. I want to spread the love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to go off the board a little bit. I, I could go Megatron, and I should go Megatron, but I'm going to go off the board just a tad, just a tad. And I'm going to go with my man, Peyton Manning, uh, 354 passing yards, brought his team back. Um, I was watching the first bit of that game, and it looked like, oh, Denver ran into some trouble. And so I turned it off, went to this, do some stuff, went to run some errands, take care of some business, come back home, and it's, you know, 38 to 21. And I'm like, what on God's <laughs> green earth happened here? <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. And we've all had that happen before. We turn off a game, and it's one yeah. way. And we come back, and it's the other way. <laughs> if you feel me. And so that was that was definitely one of those experiences. And, and you know, Peyton Manning just continues to find a way to get it done, even when it looks like he's supposedly having a bad day. Um, so that's going to do it for another edition of the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG, Renegade Radio. Fellas, any parting shots as we exit this week's show? Got about 60 seconds. Get him in. I, I just want to say the other other uh, 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 that I have would be Phil T is on Twitter. <laughs> it looks like. Are you, is that correct? No, no. Uh, what? No. What? I, I, what I, I thought I saw you on on Twitter. Maybe I missed. I'm something. not sure. I'll say it. Sure. You don't have to. That's breaking news. <laughs> I, I thought I, I thought I saw I thought I saw something come across, but maybe it's not. Uh, but we need to keep no. an eye out on him because when he shows up, y'all need to follow him. <laughs> now, are you, are you just philosophically? Are you just philosophically like against Twitter? Is that is that what's holding you back? Uh, I'm okay with social media. I just Twitter's okay. I just don't, you know. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's kind of like Craig Sager's jacket. They just not for me. But you know, <laughs> I, mean, I don't see wow. anything wrong with Twitter. At some point, I'll join in. At some point, it's all good. I dig it. 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 I just wanted to check in because we hadn't really had that conversation. Right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so again, thank you, listeners out there, for joining us. Another ninety minutes of funk brought to you by the Renegades. We'll check you next week, same time, same place. Peace. Lob City.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.